1: now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details
2: good evening everyone and welcome to the saints coaches show i'm mike Hoss, along with Bobby bear at the Silver Slipper in Mississippi, and we're joined by the Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, Mickey Loomis. It is a short week, and it began this morning with Den- Dennis Allen meeting with the media at 9 o'clock. And I'm, I'm I'm assuming, Mickey, since then, and thanks for joining us tonight, that it's really just been, it, it's all hands on deck uh, right now. Coaches in meetings and, you know, every everything trying to move at a rapid pace with a game on Thursday night
3: yeah look these uh these short weeks are tough because they're particularly tough on uh, coaches and players and you know the coaches got they have to get basically 3 days of game planning in and in about a day and a half and so um they're going to be they're going to be um, pretty busy tonight um they were all day today and and late into tonight so uh but that you know that's that's the profession we choose here
2: I guess just before we I mean, we'll talk certainly about Arizona Thursday, but just your, it was such a tough loss. uh, You led from the beginning until two minutes and 10 seconds. Just your overall assessment takeaways from yesterday?
3: Well, look, you know, first of all, you know, it's a loss. And so that's the bottom line. It's, um, and it, you know, puts our record at two and four. It's not where we expected to be, certainly not where we want to be. Um, There were a lot of good things in that game, though, that happened. you know I I think particularly offensively I think we did a lot of good things it was a um you know we ran the ball well again uh, Alvin had you know close to 100 yards and Mark had uh, um I think nine carries for 46 47 yards Taysom uh, had another uh, you know good outing running the ball and so um we're running it very effectively and and you know I think I think one of the keys to being good offensively is being able to run um and that is that. You know, is a credit to our offensive line as well. We didn't have any turnovers. So that, that was a positive. Um, you know, I thought that, that we had some receivers. We were obviously down injury-wise in the receiving core, and yet I thought we had some guys step up and, and do some good things. So there were some good things in the game. We, were, um, we did well on third down again. Um, we had a lot of yards. We only gave up one sack, as I recall. Um, only had four penalties. Um, but, you know, the problem was really for us that the, the deciding factor in that game was we were one for five in the red zone. Um, and that leaves 16 points out there that uh, uh, you have an opportunity to get. And, and if we get those, then it's really not much of a game, to be honest with you.
4: And uh, Mickey, how do you all evaluate that? Because that's kind of like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And this is within the building. Because when you look at coming into the game, red zone and re- offense and red zone defense was outstanding. Uh, we were number two in the league, red zone offense, uh, converting uh, 80% of the time. Obviously, we only one a five, 20%. Then, red zone defense, we only given up 33% touchdown uh, uh, mark, but they were able to get 100%. Then, I'm even looking at third down defense. We were number two again there. Uh, uh, right at 30 percent conversion but then they were able to get 60 do you, percent do you just chalk that off to maybe a bad game and maybe who you're playing uh because that's one area that we were outstanding i know that's winning football not even talking about you know that turnover margin but if you're outstanding red zone offense and defense and uh, on a third down defense uh you, you, that's a winning formula yeah um
3: well, you know, first of all, I think we have to give credit to the Cincinnati Bengals. And, and look, they're a good team. And I know their record isn't where, you know, they expected it to be, but, but they're a good team. They've got a good offense. They've got a lot of good uh, players, good weapons on offense, and they've got a lot of good defensive players, and they've played well on defense over the last uh, year and a half. So let's give them some credit. Um, but you're, you're exactly right. We've been a good red zone offense. Um, I think primarily because we can run the ball um, and, and, and uh, we've been a really good red zone defense. And, look, we had opportunities to make plays. You know, we, we, had, uh, we had Joe Burrow in our grasp a couple of times and, and he kind of pulled the Harry Houdini on us and, and escaped and, and made some big plays. Um, I thought there were some, you know, some missed tackles that we had, just some things that were uncharacteristic for us on defense. Uh, but we had our opportunities, and it, it really came down to the end of the game. The last, uh, um, you know, three or four minutes, there's some plays that we left out there that we didn't make, and, and they made, and that was the difference in the game, which is often the case when uh, you're playing good teams.
4: Now, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, if you'd have told me this, I guess, middle of August or even the beginning of the season, so let's say two months, a month and a half ago, I thought maybe this would have been uh, flipped. What I mean by that, uh, we have a top uh, 10 offense. I think right now we're at number six. We're running the ball. I think we're passing it efficiently. Uh, but defensively, we kind of middle of the pack. See, I would have thought we'd have had that top 10, maybe top five uh, defense and middle of the pack offense. But uh, what, what do you attest that to? Why that script has been flipped? Well, uh,
3: it's a good question. Um, look. You know, I'm encouraged. I think we're all encouraged by the improvement that our offense has made over um, the course of the first, you know, six games. Um, And look, we've seen, you know, flashes of the defense that we expected to be. I think we've seen more than flashes. I I think that, you know, we had, um, particularly the first three games or so, I thought we played some really good defense. And what was preventing us from winning early were turnovers and penalties. And uh, that wasn't the case in this game. We didn't have uh, a turnover, and we had only four penalties. Um, so the things that have kept us from winning and having a, that record be four and two, as opposed to two and four, didn't happen. So, um, yeah, we got. You know, look, I think we have to we have to recognize what happened, get back to playing really good defense, continue to improve on offense, and um, just take it one game at a time.
2: Mickey, the, even though neither team actually practiced on the field today, the, the NFL is re- required to put out an injury list, although it's just an estimation. But there were 27 players on it for both teams. But I'm not asking about them. I'm asking about the guy who was not on it. And that's Chris Olave, uh, 25 receptions. So apparently he went through all of the protocols. And I think the final thing was an independent neurologist. But that that's good news for, for your leading reception guy with 25.
3: Yeah, look um – Chris has been fantastic so far in this is his rookie season and, um, look, it was unfortunate he wasn't able to play and yet, yet, uh, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, lament being cautious and, and, uh, making sure that, that we're doing everything we can to protect him, uh, going forward. So yeah, it'll be good to have him back this, uh, this next, uh, this next game.
2: Very much so. This next game just a, a few days away. We're going to step aside, take a break. We are back with the Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, Mickey Loomis. It is a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear, Special edition, Mickey Loomis, the Executive Vice President and General Manager joining us. Everyone at Saints Camp and meetings. and It's, you know, it's a very, very short week. You're really more about recovery. Resting the body and a few a few walkthroughs. And we were talking with Mr. Loomis about a lot of the positive things that came out. And certainly we were all excited to see Rashid Shaheed, the, the rookie recovering from a, an ACL injury, didn't participate much in, in training camp or preseason. But on that jet sweep, uh, 44 yards is really his first action in the NFL. That was a pretty impressive play call. And I don't think if it had been two hand touch, he would have been, you know, down. It was impressive.
3: Yeah, look, uh, you know, we've seen those flashes uh, in practice. Uh, you're right, he didn't get to do a lot in the uh, – he certainly didn't have much of an off season, and then really not much uh, in terms of training camp. But we've seen it in practice uh, uh, recently. And, boy, it's pretty good when your first touch goes uh, that far for a touchdown. And, and clearly – you know, you can't hide his speed, that's for sure. Um, so that, that was exciting to see. And, and, look, he did a couple other good things um, in the game. And so, you know, we'll see how we, he develops over the course of uh, the bounce of the season.
4: Now, Mickey, uh, is that how that works out? Because, you know, when you're not drafted and then you're a free agent and you're competing with other teams and that uh, if I can recall, like Adam Smith, the running back from Baylor, you were able to give him a little bonus uh, to try and get him in-house. And wasn't that the case uh, also with Rashid Shaheed? My understanding that you had fully guaranteed, I want to say, like 220000 to him. Is that based on that unbelievable potential maybe? Because not being a household name from a Weber State, uh, I mean, uh, is that something when you targeted that, hey, are we going to get him? Because a number of teams might want him. We're going to have to maybe, uh, you know, uh, guarantee that type of money for him.
3: Yeah, Bobby. Look, I th- what, you know what happens with us um, in terms of post draft and the, the the guys that aren't um, that aren't drafted. We're, we've got some targets on some guys, and those targets are developed by primarily our area scouts who who you know they fall in love with someone and they they think that uh, they can be a um, a contributor for us, a special player for us. And look, Rashid was one of those guys that we had a target on and. And uh, we went hard after him right out, you know, right out of the uh, gate. Um, look, we talked about, you know, possibly drafting him late. But, um, you know, obviously the, the thing that you can do is guarantee you can give him a little extra money up front. Um, but he, he was definitely a player that we had a target on. And it's a credit to our scouting staff that, uh, um, A, that we were able to get him because those are the guys that are recruiting the player. Um, and as well as identifying them.
4: Now, uh, Mickey, we probably talked about him before, uh, but Pete Warner, uh, I think Demario Davis, kind of a Demario's Davis game that we've expected almost every game. He got a little bit off to a slow start now compared to as far as the numbers. He ended up with nine total tackles, seven and assists and a couple of sacks, a couple of quarterback hurries, two tackles for a loss. But uh, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. Uh, Pete Warner as far as his individual tackles he had uh, uh see six total and uh there were six uh, solo tackles and i was talking about this in the pregame that uh looking at the solo tackles so now he's at like 42 and he was on pace i'm saying this is ridiculous they kind of have like 122 solo tackles in a season not total tackles Solo. I don't know if I've ever witnessed that many solo tackles. Now I wish you would have got Joe Burrow down on that uh, on that sack when he got back there. But uh, boy, that's one thing that I've noticed. I don't know, like to look at solo tackles, you could be part of a tackle, but solo Pete Werner has been impressive in that area. Yeah,
3: I, I think that. Uh, look, I think Pete Pete's had a good beginning of the season, and and we've definitely seen and. Uh, you know, that sophomore leap, uh, from his, from his, uh, you know, freshman season last year. Um, and so we've seen a lot of good things. And yet still, I think in this particular game, it was interesting because three out of the first four possessions that they had, we forced a punt. Um, and then I, you know, I think they might've punted one time after that. So, um, we started off the game well on defense, but we didn't finish it well. And I, and I think that, look, everybody's got their hand in that. Um, I wouldn't say that that was our best tackling game. I don't think anybody would. Uh, we missed some tackles that, that ended up being critical in the game. And, and, uh, but, but what you said about Pete, he's had a lot of solo tackles. He's played well. Um, and, you know, we continue to uh, you know, expect that and expect more from him as we go.
2: And Mickey, we will talk about this. Really, I mean, as long as it's a factor, it's a factor, and that has been kind of a wacky start for a lot of football teams in the NFL. And as Dennis said this morning, hey, you're one game. It's two and four. Nobody wants to be two and four, but you're one game out in the division. Uh, it's not a time to panic. You've given yourself opportunities, and the more opportunities that you give yourself, the better things can be. So if you just it, it, the bigger picture is what it is right now, and, and you're one game out in the NFC South.
3: Yeah, um, you know, I think the mistake oftentimes is is you get ahead of yourself. And, and uh, But we just got to focus on this next week. All the other things will take care of itself. You know, um, you're right. Both Atlanta and, and uh, Tampa are 3-3. Three and three. They're a game ahead of us, but they're on our schedule. Um, so we're going to have another crack at those teams. So we, we just got to, you know, focus on Arizona on Thursday night, do everything we can to get a win, and, and – you know, let let uh, let the other things take care of themselves because it's still really in our hands. You know, um, our fate is controlled by us. And so I think that we have to focus on what we do and how we do it and uh, make sure we don't do things that uh, prevent us from winning.
2: We'll come back one more segment with Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show, special edition here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
5: Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home Internet during peak hours. Okay. Over. Stop the wise and visit Cox.com/slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
0: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys, your choice of colors starting at just three ninety-nine. dollars Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at 250 Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black with 60 months
1: well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details
2: Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show, Mike Austin, Bobby Abair at the Silver Slipper, speaking with Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Lumos on a very short week and all hands on deck, uh, getting ready for this game with Arizona, and like they're like they're probably saying in Arizona, the Saints are a much better team than their two and four record. You know, very true about Arizona as well. For, they open the season against Kansas City, then they play the Super Bowl champion LA Rams. These are three of their four losses, and also the only undefeated team in Philadelphia. And it's Kyler Murray ran for a hundred yards yesterday. I mean, it, I'm not blowing smoke. It is what it is. This, is. this is is a better team than probably their two and four record.
3: Yeah, they certainly are. They, they've uh, um, you know they, they've got some explosive weapons on offense and. Um, you know, just our luck they get DeAndre Hopkins back this week. So um, we got another guy to deal with that they haven't had up to this point. So, yeah, it'll be a tough challenge. And, look, and, we've had our difficulty with, uh, with mobile quarterbacks. And, and so we're going to we're gonna have to play well.
4: Now, uh, Mickey, the one thing, uh, I'm glad this happened because we need to continue that to, to happen. Um, you know, the turnover margin, we were plus one. Now we're minus seven for the season. Uh, so that has to continue. And, uh, Mickey, do you have any rhyme or reason? Is it parity or, or, or what would you say? Like, look for instance in the NFC. Either teams are like 3-3 three and three or say like they're 2-4 and four except for the Eagles. And uh, I think the Eagles right now are like, you won the wide are undefeated? They're like plus 12 in the turnover margin. Yep. So just looking at that, that tells you right there, well, th- that's uh, kind of a winning formula. But, but what do you look at? Uh, when you see the records and how uh, – uh, who, who knows? Look at the NFC South, uh, uh, how it's going to come about, that uh, uh, five, nine, and eight, whatever, might end up winning the division. But why do you think, uh, like, it's kind of like you win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and that – is it parity or what when you look at the records right now?
3: Well, I think, you know, first of all, I do think that in the NFL um, – the margins between you know the really good teams and and the teams that haven't had as much success is small. It just is. Um, you know, it's interesting because there's there's only four teams in the NFC that have uh, that are above 500, and then everybody else is is uh, 500 or below. Um, and look, you, you've touched on turnover. turnovers. Turnovers are the number one statistic when it comes to winning and losing. That correlation between the two, and um, Look, oftentimes, you know, you get, on a, you get on a run where those things come in bunches or you, you give it away in bunches. And, and uh, you certainly don't want that to happen. You have to, uh, you know, protect the football. Um, um, and, and if you don't, you're going to end up on the losing, uh, on the losing side. So um, in, in terms of explanation of, of why it's like this, look, I think oftentimes it's not necessarily who you play, it's when you play them. Um, you know, if you're playing a team and they, they've, um, had a bunch of injuries or they, they're, they're beat up by the, the, uh, virtue of the schedule they've had, then look, um, you know how this is, Bobby. This is a game of momentum and, 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 you know, if, if you're successful and you're on a confident string, then you're more likely to, uh, to win. So, um, it's not a good explanation, but that's, you know, that's just where it is right now.
4: Well, uh, Mickey, uh, you look at this day and age, or Some whether you're looking at high school or college, uh, and I still think uh, that the bottom line is that you win or lose the game, and uh, you don't have to be pass-happy in order to throw it 40-plus uh, times a game or 50 times. But do you think right now, like our identity, uh, that we could be a ground-and-pound running team? That's why I bring it up, because uh, you look at – you can utilize the short passing game, which is like a long handoff, but you look at the percentages there. And, look, a week after rushing, what, for 235 yards against the Seahawks, uh, you ran for more than 200 yards against the Bengals. Shoot, we had 164 yards uh, by half. And then, uh, look, just the fourth time in club history the Saints rushed for 200 more yards in back-to-back games. So, I, I-, I think I- I'm like, hey, I-, I don't know. I'd be kind of disappointed against the Cardinals if we don't rush for, like, 150 yards or something. Just because maybe that's how we structured. But if we're taking care of the football – and we could take it away, and we're able to uh, have sustained drives, time possession, all that. I think eventually that, that you can win that way in this league. I mean, just look at the Eagles, how they're structured. I mean, that they're not pass happy, that they're going to run at you. So what's your take on that? Well,
3: I, I think, look, Bobby, you and I are, are in the same age group, and, and we were part of the league, uh, you know, in the 80s. And, and, and obviously prior to that, when – the formula for winning has always been, you know, if you can run the ball and stop the run, you're going to be a really competitive team, And you're going to be competitive because, generally speaking, if you run the ball and can stop the run, you're not going to beat yourself. And, uh, um, you know, when you pass it, uh, you know, two out of three things can be bad. It can be incomplete or an interception. So when you run it, that really the only bad thing is, if you happen to fumble it. And, and so you, if you can run the ball and protect it, stop the run, you're going to be in every game. And I think that's been the case for us. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's part of our formula is, is to control the clock, keep the ball away from the other team, play good defense, um, and we'll have a chance to, to win. And then it's a matter of making the plays at the end of the game.
2: Well, Mickey, we appreciate your time. I know it's a it's a short week and a busy week uh, from this morning with Dennis Allen at nine o'clock in the morning, and uh, safe travels and uh, come back with the W for, uh, in Arizona.
3: Absolutely, Mike, uh, Bobby, good talking to you guys. Thank you. All right, Mickey.
2: Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here along the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, we'll have more with Bobby Bear. Also, we'll be talking with Mike Dettelier to get you all caught up with Monday Night Football and the NFC South. You are listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear Again, the Saints Coaches all hands on deck out on Airline Drive as they get ready for Arizona working through the evening. So Bobby will join us here, and then we will talk with Mike Detillier And Bobby, the first thing I, I did when I went on NFL.com this morning was I was looking at the Arizona-Seattle game. I'm looking at Arizona's drives, right? So they, your very first drive, they get it first and goal with a three, but they have to settle for a field goal. Then it's turnover on downs, punt, punt, punt. Turnover on downs, fumble, Turnover on downs, punt, interception, end of game. And I'm like, that is the weirdest sound. I'm like, who who turns it over on downs three times? And so I I realized that later today when they released their kicker, Matt Amendola, they didn't have any confidence in their kicker. So they're going for it on fourth and four at the 27, going for it all the way through. But I mean, and then when you look at the actual game book, I mean, they're driving it three drives inside Seattle territory in the first half. Three drives inside the 39 in the second half. It's not like Arizona wasn't moving the ball. It was just a wacky, wacky game for them offensively.
4: Well, uh, I just think, Hoss, we're going to have to tackle better. Uh, You know, Colin Murray can make plays with his feet. You don't want him uh, to be able to extend plays. If I can recall the last time we played him, in the Superdome, uh, we gave him the business. Uh, he didn't do anything against us. I, I, I think, um, you know, we shut him down. We're able to contain him. So, obviously, you don't want him to make plays with his legs, get out the pocket. But the one thing, going against uh, their defense, Hoss, you know, we had uh, back-to-back games. Uh, now we've rushed for uh, 200 more yards. just is the fourth time in, in club history, in Saints history, in back-to-back games. So, I was looking at Seattle. Even without uh, Rashad Penny, who I think is a stud, you know, he had that broken leg in our game. That They had a guy, second-round draft pick, Kenneth uh, Walker. He ran for 97 yards, right at 100 yards rushing. So I just think we're going to be able to run the ball again against the Cardinals. And uh, if you look at Kyle Murray, you know, he threw the ball 37 times, but it was only 222 yards. So, I mean, we're desperate, they're desperate. I don't know. I just think we're better than the Cardinals, and uh, you might say, "Well, what does that get you?" I, I don't know. Doesn't even get you a cup of coffee. You got to go out there and, uh, and win the game. I-, I know it's still early in the season, but I just don't like our chances because uh, all the games you'd have to win under pressure. If we would all of a sudden after seven games we'd be a two and five type team. Uh, that- that's why I mean the NFC South's been the NFC Dow. Uh, I mean, uh, who wants to win it? Uh, like you look at uh, uh, Tampa Bay, and 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 now you got Atlanta three and three. I was that's one thing. The Falcons are playing hard. Like uh, we had to come back and beat them, but they are playing hard for their coach. And uh, look, Carolina's dysfunctional. Look what's going on in Tampa with Tom Brady and everything. So, Hoss, I don't know what you think, but but I think like um, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we said, oh, you got to get the double-digit wins to make the playoffs. Right nope. now, you might be nine and eight. Now, it happened before when Seattle had to lose a record or 8-9. Something like that might win the NFC South this year.
2: Well, it's going to be – it's it's like that everywhere. It's like that yeah. almost in every division except for maybe the NFC East. Minnesota's right. got a decent lead in the North. But other than kind of that, I mean, 4-2, four, 3-3, four and 2-4 three and, three, two and four is everywhere. I mean, with tonight's Monday night game – is Denver two and three? Chargers three and two. So Denver wins. They're three and three. Chargers are three and three. I mean it's right. it's, it's 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 everywhere. And I, and like Mickey said, I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I mean the the Jets go on the road and and win in Green Bay. You know, there's just the you know. Uh, Pittsburgh beating Tampa. There's just so many kind of things that you like, you cannot just look at the games anymore and go, okay, well, that's that's a blank. That's a, that's a W there. That's a W there. Because every week we're seeing a, the exact opposite.
4: Well, I, I guess the big surprise would be, because uh, it looks like they're relevant early in the season, the Big Apple teams, yep. the Jets yeah. and the Giants. <laughs> you know, we all think, oh, the Jets, they're sorry. Oh, the Giants are sorry. I know the Giants just beat a tough Ravens team. Now, the Ravens, I think I heard this today. or It might have been on ESPN or something. Well, I think they've had like three games this year. They've had double-digit leads, and they've lost. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ravens, they've they've laid an egg and not gotten it done. And we've never really matched up well against the Ravens. Finally, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have beaten everyone. They eventually end up beating the Ravens the last time we had played them. But, but Hoss, looking at, uh, to me, what affected us, even more not having uh, the stud receivers, our top three receivers, even without having Michael Thomas, Alave, and Jarvis Landry, was in this particular game not having Lattimore. Because I think Marshawn Lattimore, he's so physical that he can, uh, he, he can, I guess, measure or go physicality against physicality against with Jamar Chase, and Marshawn Lattimore could tackle. So that's why I think more than anything, those chunk plays that Jamar Chase had, I think it could have been a different story if Lattimore was playing.
2: But he's not going to play, and I would be stunned if he plays this week. He same thing with right. Mike Thomas, same thing with Jarvis Landry. We know uh, Hardy's already on on IR. Now, so, you know, just because we live in, in our world, of uh, what the Saints are going through. I mean, Arizona, they signed Robbie Anderson today. This guy was in a fight on the sideline yesterday. They activate DeAndre Hopkins, but they lose Hollywood Brown. I mean, you know, uh, today – Cliff Kingsbury was facing nothing but questions about should he stop being the play caller. So I mean, it's there's a there's a lot of angst in a lot of NFL cities, and especially those that are that are two and four. So you're gonna have very very hungry teams. These two teams have never met uh, in prime time, uh, and will Thursday night. But it's just a I mean, as you know, and three and four and two and five, and it's two different animals.
4: Oh, without a doubt. Uh, No, that's why I think this game is so important. And then uh, it's kind of like a mini buy If you could come away with a win, uh, you fly back from Phoenix, you feel good about yourself, you got kind of a mini buy uh, to get ready and maybe uh, to go on a winning streak. Uh, that, uh, that's why you got to win. And then what well, we have to do, Hoss, also, is it, it, we're not going to just do it in, uh, in one week. Uh, keep protecting the football. we got to take it away more. You know, we're a plus one in a turnover margin. Well, come Thursday night against the Cardinals, how about we be on the plus side again? Because I know if you keep being on the plus side in the turnover margin, uh, the percentages are going to go in your favor where you're going to win those games. And that's why I don't know if I've ever witnessed a team, and uh, I think I told this to Mike. Uh, I think this is on uh, The Athletics. Someone put this out there. Well, since um, since the Super Bowl era, so you look at the mid-60s, there's been uh, 400... Uh, games. Like uh, over 400 games where a team had like it was 25 points or more and uh, what was the other thing? That 25 points or more and they were plus one and they had over 200 yards rushing and and they played, it was over 400 and some games and it was like 400 and some wins and 4 losses. Well, now it's five losses. If you'd have told, that's unbelievable. If you'd have told me you're scoring 26 points, you're gonna run for over 200 yards, and you're plus one, house, oh, so I'd have lost my house. I'd have said, "There's no way the Saints are gonna lose."
2: You're right. I mean, it's you know, and the and the one, it's you're talking about getting more. Turnovers. The the plus one came from a special teams right. fumble early, yep. but it's still just that one interception. But you feel like at least it feels like, and, and this is kind of weird to say, coming off of you know the poor tackling, which I think even you know Mickey and, and Dennis talked about. But defensively, three straight games with with three sacks. You, at least it starts to feel more. Like yeah. this defense that we expected, and, and, you know, but it's it's the one that got away. It's the two, it's the Burrow sack that could have been that ended up being a Burrow run for a touchdown and then the, the one in the second half that, I mean, that was just a, that was a crushing blow not being able to get him to the ground.
4: Right, yeah, no, uh, that's, listen, if we're going to be where we need to be, we need to disrupt the opposing quarterback and not just quarterback hits and all that. We need to sack him. Because, Haas, uh, we've been among, amongst the uh, the best the last two or three seasons and if you're amongst the best, you're in the high 40s, low 50s. So if you just go 17 times 3, 17 games, 3 sacks a game, you can't have one sack, can't have no sack. We need to get where, you know, it might one game you might have five you get two, but we need to average 3 sacks a game. So hopefully that continues and we're getting after the opposing quarterback, Calumari. I know he runs all around, but you still got to get him down. Uh, and, you know, you got to contain him. Uh, don't you, you? Can't cream the quarterback anyway. So he's all he runs all around. Just don't let him get outside and break containment. I think that's going to be critical.
2: Do because this is not the first read option quarterback with Baker Mayfield and uh, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota. I mean, uh, because it's not the first, and they're all different. But at least you've you've had some work against this kind of read option quarterback uh, that they've seen. You know not maybe not in Kyler Murray, but at least in the schematic.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, Hoss, I'm going to look this up. But I haven't looked it up yet. Uh, but I want to say the last – I think we played Kyler Murray one time uh, in, in the Dome. He, he and, didn't uh, play well. And, and No, he didn't play well. We gave him the business. Well, that's what we got to do again. Uh, I'm going to look back at the numbers. But when he was in the Dome, I want to say off the top of my head, it might have been a double-digit Saints win. And, uh, and we got after Kyler Murray. And we were sacking him. We didn't let him break containment. No, it looked like we were on a different level than him. So hopefully that's the case come Thursday night.
2: All right, Bobby. Thank you, my friend. You are free to go.
4: All right, Appreciate
2: your time, as always. We'll come back. We'll talk with Mike Detille. Get you ready for tonight's Denver-LA Chargers matchup. Take you a tour around the NFC South. Thought it would be fun. Keep it right here. It's the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This is Tony
6: Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else?
1: Welcome back to the
2: Saints Coaches Show, Mike Austin. We go back to the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, where Mike Detillier joins us as we get you set for Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Saints in Arizona, Monday Night Football, Denver and the Chargers. And as we talked about earlier, it's Denver 2-3 and three versus the Chargers 3-2. and two. So, you know, everybody's in this kind of middle of the pack. And, you know, Denver's got to be going, well, we have the 29th offense in the NFL, but the first defense in the NFL, and so they're taking on a Charger team that has a pretty strong passing attack tonight. Uh, I mean, it's just all the numbers out there just crazy.
6: Mike, uh, I was telling this to Bobby. There's a lot of people, if you were to put teams that look at the mirror, they see themselves because you look in the NFC, Philly and Minnesota are just kind of riding the wave. The, the AFC is a little bit different, and certainly Buffalo and Kansas City, they are who they are at this stage. But, man, to see all these 3-3, three and 2-4 three, and four teams, that's a lot of copycats. So, you know, <laughs> in a they, bad they, way. They, yeah. You see in the mirror look right back at you. And I do think, Mike, we in a deal where we'd have never thought of this because so much emphasis on the pitching catch part of the game – I think the defensive coordinators have caught up to that offense. And now you better play really good defense, not a little defense. You better play really good defense, and that is controlling this league for the most part today.
2: And, you know, I I, I give the Saints credit that they do not use the – the injuries at all as, as an excuse. But here's what happened Saturday afternoon. So you have to make all of your roster moves, your practice squad elevations. So Saturday afternoon, before the Cincinnati game, the Saints did this. They signed wide receiver Keith Kirkwood to the active roster. They signed wide receiver Rasheed Shahid to the active roster. They elevated... Practice squad member Chris Harris Jr., the defensive back. They elevated wide receiver Kevin White. They waived quarterback Jake Luton. They placed wide receiver Deontay Hardy on the injured reserve. And they signed running back Jake Funk to the practice squad. That's what they did Saturday afternoon. The Cincinnati Bengals made zero moves no practice quad elevations, no roster moves whatsoever. So it's not an excuse, but, I mean, I was like, they made seven roster moves on Saturday afternoon. That's just it's, – it's like they're just – they're moving chess pieces around, you know, uh, and it's been so difficult because it's positions, right? It's not – if you had five guys did that, that, that were out, but they were all different positions, you could, you could move around it. But when it's your secondary and your wide receivers, that's a different story.
6: Mike, the other thing is – the team you play in this Thursday, watch their roster moves. Man, they got an injury list as long as your arm. Okay, no Marquise Brown. They lost their starting left guard for the season in Justin Pugh. Okay, you get back DeAndre Hopkins, but their kicker, man, he's so sorry. They're going foot on fourth down. Uh, they refuse to let him get back on the field. Uh, it, it is unbelievable that these two teams play. And if you didn't play Sunday you're not playing Thursday. Oh, heck, heck yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, come on. That, that, that short week, you're not playing. So uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas, Lattimore, they're not playing this week. Uh, and look at the injury list for the Cardinals. And that's starting to mount up. But I will give the Cardinals credit. Man, and uh, I know I'm getting old in this business. Vance Joseph. yep, He has done a great job as defensive coordinator of the Cardinals. Because you know what? They spent three-quarters of their money on offense. And Vance is really getting it done on the defensive side of the football. I remember him at Shaw. Yep, he goes Marero. to Colorado. And, you know, he's had a, a nice career. He was the head coach with the Broncos for a while. But he really knows defense extremely well. And I would just ask most people, name me four guys from that Cardinals defense. Now, they might guess J.J. Watt. And then you hear that long silence, you know, and so it is what it is. Man, Vance is getting it done there and and not giving full credit for it because without their defense, their offense has not played well all season long, really hasn't. Uh, And they've tried to do everything to build it around Kyler Murray and some of it certainly due to the suspension of DeAndre Hopkins, but their running game has been at times really bad. They haven't connected in the passing game. The offensive line's never really been good over the last five or six years. So, man, uh, thank goodness they got Vance Joseph. If not, it would really be bad in Arizona. I just wonder how much longer this Cliff Kingsbury experiment is going to last. I know he got an extension, but come on. You're making billions of dollars um, to buy out a coach today. Uh, that wouldn't take a heck of a lot.
2: They don't think twice about it. They don't think nope. twice about the buyouts anymore. As we tour the NFC South, Tampa Bay three and three. Tampa's one and two at home. The Falcons Yo. at three and three. Saints at two and four. And Carolina one and five. But is 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 Tampa a bigger surprise or, or the Falcons a bigger surprise at three and three right now? No,
6: I I know because I've had a connection with him. Uh, I did a lot of stuff with the Titans, and so I knew Arthur Smith. And I know how good of a coach he is offensively. And he's gonna find a way to make it work. Their defense has played okay, but man, they, they give you a lot of different things offensively. And so that's not a huge surprise for me. Tampa's a big shock to me. Because what they returning back on defense, what they have returning back on offense now had some injuries, but still, you do have Brady, okay? Uh, the big loss of Gronk as a blocker, okay? Because that's the guy at tight end sets the edge for those edge runs. They've been stuffed if it's outside. They're getting most of their stuff in between the tackles. And, man, the receivers have been hurt a lot. They don't look like they're a well-connected team today. And so that's been the biggest surprise because I think they would have come back if he didn't think his team had a legitimate chance to play for the goal. Now, it's early, but they sure don't look like Super Bowl contenders. Hey,
2: it's hard to say. If you take the Eagles, you know, we're talking, like you say, the Jets and the Giants, both, you <laughs> know, uh, the Vikings 5-1. and one. Now, me, Brian,
6: D- Brian Dable's really done a great job. Uh, I give him full credit with the Giants. And uh, I saw Josh Allen during his college career. And what he did with Josh to develop his skill set, uh, just is tremendous. And, and uh, okay, he can just go so far with the quarterback he got now. But the big difference, Saquon Barkley. Look the difference he's made there with Barkley as a key piece. They play good defense. And so Brian Dable's really done a nice job. And Robert Sala, uh, man, they've had a lot of early picks and hit. But uh, that Sauce Gardner guy uh, – You know, a lot of people, oh, he ain't that good. We went to Cincinnati. All I know is that guy, he's an all-pro corner, and their defense is really good. Their offense, work to be done there. But Zach Wilson looks like a much better player than the game you called in New York last year. That guy, he couldn't hit a wide-open receiver.
2: This could be one of those years. Final question before we wrap up, just – it's about staying relevant. Just stay relevant week yes. to week. You can't get that's why I hate to say, you know, yes. make this game so important, but you just stay relevant each week.
6: And health has got a lot to do with it. I never forget in talking to Jimmy Johnson years ago, he said is the, the one factor that at the end of every championship run, if you take a look, most of those teams have had the least amount of injuries. And so I think that plays a big part in it.
2: All right, Mike, I appreciate your time always, you, my Michael. friend. Thank you, Mike, to Tillier. My thanks as well to Bobby Bear and to the Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. It's the Saints in Arizona, short week, Thursday night. Thanks for listening to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints, Radio Network, and my thanks to Charlie Long as well in the booth tonight. Have a good night, everyone